Welcome to Enhancing Human Experience, Episode 70, The Best Teacher in the World. Now, by the end of this podcast, you're going to be asking yourself, Mark, you might have just put yourself out of business here, but stick with me and hear me out because even though we're going to be talking about the best teacher in the world, and it may be the ultimate irony to be doing this via a podcast, we're going to get, we're going to bring it full circle. Okay, just stick with me here. Before we get into the show, I want to share a couple of things. If you like the podcast, if you get some value out of it, and want to be able to search the episodes more easily, I recommend you go do that on my YouTube channel. Now, my website has its benefits. Let's let's just call it what it is, but let's be honest. YouTube is searchable. You can see everything visually. You know, it organizes things really nicely. And I put up all these podcasts on my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. I recommend anyone go there if they want to find past episodes like my interviews with Michelle Harris or Kayla Leah Rich, both of which are have an enormous amount of awesome tools to help you become more confident, to help you step into your greatness, to help you develop the inner game that you'll need in order to have an extraordinary life. I learned so much myself from both of those interviews, and there's other interviews with other life coaches and interesting people who have deep insights into enhancing human experience. So again, you can find that on my YouTube channel, super searchable and really easy to get to. The other thing I want to say is I often put behind-the-scenes information and pictures and supporting content on my Instagram page, which is at gmarkphillips, or on my Facebook page, which is at gmarkphillipsfan, F-A-N. So you can find quotes from the interviews, and I pull different segments and stuff like that. So I just have all of those channels available to you to catch little snippets or information from the podcast. You can pick them up on the go in case you don't have time to listen to the whole thing and kind of get the gist of the story. Because let's be honest, I know you are enormously busy and you don't have time to sometimes listen to an hour and a half podcast or even a 30-minute podcast quite frankly. So I tried to make these little nuggets that you can easily digest as you're scrolling through your Instagram feed or through your Facebook feed and still get the gist of the uh, of the of the awesome information that my guests share with us on the podcast. A couple of things about projects that are upcoming now. This is one of the things that I am somewhat uh, I'm kind of bummed out about this, you know, let's be honest. The my new project it 101 Ways to Make Your Dream a Reality and to Put You in Alignment with Your Dream is pushing a little bit, right? I was planning on introducing it in the spring. That's not happened, and it's pushing into the summer. And so I just want to let you know that is still coming. It's still on my front front burner of my project list here, but it is pushing a little bit as I put more it really, it's the it's the uh, creating of the document that's taking some time. I want to put everything in there so it can be like a comprehensive tool that you can use to become more in alignment with the things and experiences you want to have. I'm really, really excited about this. And everywhere I look around the universe, signs are kind of showing up get, that get me more excited about this. And it, it, it seems like kind of the culmination of a lot of the tools that I've been working on. Definitely just be it the secret to having what you want in life. It That will actually be a free component. I'm going to give you all of the the downloads and the tools and exercises from Just Be It 
in this new book, It, 101 Ways to Manifest Your Desire. So I'm really excited about it, but it is slipping a little bit because I just don't want to like push it out there when it's kind of not done. So I want to make it really full and complete. So I'll be announcing more on that like later in the summer, maybe even early fall. I don't want it to go that long because I want to get it out there. But I'm working on a couple of side projects and also working on my advertising and marketing campaign a little bit more for some of my other products. And so that's pushing that a little bit. But it, it is still coming. So don't uh, don't cross that off your list because you're going to want to get this tool. This is like everything I've ever discovered about how to align with the experiences you want to have. And I'm putting it all in this comprehensive tool, very simple to use, checklists, audio, exercises, really, really simple. So keep it, keep your eye out for that. All right, let's get into the show and let's talk about what is the best teacher in the world. Let's just get it right out of the bag. The best teacher in the world is experience, isn't it? Now, here's where I have a little bit of a challenge and I struggle a little bit. Well, Mark, you're doing a podcast, you're talking about enhancing the human experience, and you just told me that the only thing that can enhance or the best thing that can enhance the human experience is experience. (laughs) So I realize that. I really do realize that. But let's just talk about this, and let's think about what we do on the podcast. We share best practices for living, don't we? So even though experience is the best teacher— And this is confirmed by all sorts of people, and I'm going to be sharing one of my favorite quotes by Abraham Hicks here in a moment, which they, Abraham talks a lot about it. Abraham and Esther Hicks talk a lot about this. Because, you know, we all want, at the end of the day, that's what we want is that optimum peak, optimal peak experience. And in order to have that, we have to practice having that experience, don't we? So what we do on the podcast is we share tools, techniques, practices that can are really designed to help us do the inner work and the outer work in order to get to that point. A while back, I had a, an epiphany, really, that kind of really opened my eyes to what we're really doing here as human beings moving through life, because historically, I've been very let's say, regimented or rules-driven, whereas, you know, do these steps in this way or get I would get the knowledge on how to do something, be very, I guess, precise with that, and then do that thing. Or be somewhat apprehensive and kind of resistant to taking the action before I have so much knowledge, right? Almost like paralysis by analysis, that kind of a thing. And For me on my journey, that's one of my own challenges to get over. You know, we've all got our thing. Some people take too much action. Some people rush in without without enough research or information gathering or checking out knowledge. And that can be just a detrimental, can't it? So I think for each of us, we kind of have to be aware of how we operate and where we need to kind of either push the gas more or let off the gas a little bit because you can crash your car just as easily going fast as going slow and being like bumped off the road or ran off the road because you're not going fast enough. You're not taking enough action. And historically, the, the latter is, is my challenge to take the action because what happened is recently I had this realization that the best things I've ever learned and the most insights I've ever got into whether it's working this online business or in other business endeavors is that 
I only have learned by doing, by taking that action and having an experience that then feeds into, did it work? Did it not work? What did I learn? At the end of the day, that's really how we learn is by that experience and taking that action. And this is kind of ironic because we have so much prepared, you know, we're prepared for so long during our educational system in school. And it kind of prolongs our, I guess, uh, moment to take a lot of actions. And granted, we're taking actions during school, you know, we have different activities and things like that. But as far as like, like the kind of getting us into the real world, which kind of high school graduation or college graduation are doorways to the real world. Okay, now you've got all this education, sometimes up to, you know, 25 years of it or 30 years of it. Now go do the thing. And one of the things that's come to light in the last, oh, maybe, I don't know what, 10, 15 years is this notion that, hey, sometimes a lot of successful people don't go the traditional route, which is the education, you know, maybe high school and or college. Instead, what do they do? They just start doing. Maybe they get into the real estate industry. Maybe they get into the investing industry. Maybe they get into the contracting industry, um, some form of contracting with houses or commercial, and they just start doing and learning and, and putting all of that information in their in their like history, in their bag of tricks, and then they start successful businesses. Now, I'm not saying that sometimes a person can't fail in that going that road, but it's just as easily to, they're just as apt to fail going that road as they are going the standard traditional road of delaying that entrance into like a professional uh, capacity or something in the world. So we're seeing a lot of those people that come out with this like street smarts and they have hustle and they have drive and they've been mentored by successful people who they're, let's face it, there are a lot of successful people who are very turned off by the traditional route of quote unquote education that we get in the world. And sometimes it can create, I, I know this is somewhat true in my experience, sometimes it can create hesitation and or apprehension to take a lot of action. You know, Grant Cardone talks about the 10x rule, taking massive action as being the only thing that's going to help you win in life, right? 10 times the action that you would have to take or that you think you have to take and then you might be successful. And this is what a, a large part of our population is doing. They're not listening to the cautious road that a lot of people are taking. And you can have success on both, but they're just taking that action. And the older I get, the more insight I get into different people's experience and to success, I got to tell you, that road seems more and more viable and more and more applicable to the human experience. Just taking action, taking action in whatever in whatever area of life that you want to be successful in. And I'm working on a podcast down the road where I'm going to be talking about finding your vehicle to serve and to get what you want in life. It's this whole principle like Zig Ziglar talked about. If you help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything you want. And I think one of the things that I've seen definitely in my own life, and I see this in other people's lives, is we have difficulty finding a vehicle that we can serve in, right? Some people have found their vehicle and it becomes a fulfillment machine. They've derived deep joy from driving their service vehicle, which is other, another word for that could be platform or 
capacity to serve, whether it's in financial industry or as a teacher or as a doctor or uh, maybe you have your own business, an entrepreneur, which you have a vehicle that serves people and they get benefit out of it. And then, of course, you get benefit out of it. That's the podcast that I'm working on down the road. But it ties into this podcast because we're talking about actually taking that action day in, day out, doing the thing as opposed to planning to do the thing or studying, researching the thing. And I think there's a sweet spot for sure, no doubt. But like I said, and I'd be curious to hear your input if you uh, want to leave a comment below the podcast or when this episode goes up on YouTube, I would love to know your input on this. You know, this question of when do you learn the most? Do you learn the most studying, getting the knowledge, getting the being prepared to take the action? Or do you learn the most after you've taken the action and get the feedback? I would love to know your your insight on that. But again, to kind of bring us back into rain in the rains here a little bit, the the best teacher in the world is that experience. And Abraham Hicks talks about this and they said, words don't teach, only experiences, life experiences teach. Now, this is where the ultimate irony comes into play, right? I'm doing a podcast about having exceptional experience or enhancing the human experience. And we need both, in my opinion, right? We, we're sharing knowledge here. We're sharing practices. This is the stuff that Michelle Harris shares with us about how to look at our belief structures and remodel them. She looks at life as she looks at what she does as being a life architect, right? And so we learn tools from her. We learn practices and techniques from her. And we pick up these practices and techniques all along the way. Because one thing that dawned on me yesterday as I was preparing for this podcast is that, you know, again, it always comes back to um, working out or or building up our physical body, developing our physical body. Because I look at that as a really great metaphor for developing our state of consciousness, our state of being, and those two mirror each other. And let's, let's look at it this, right? We need practices or exercises to develop our body, whether it's we're lifting weights, whether it's we're doing like a yoga technique. We need those practices as to be the vehicle for developing that muscle. And in the same way, we need the internal practices that people like Michelle Harris share with, share with us on episode 69, and I think there were there was another episode that was about four or five back. People like Kayla Leah Rich share with us, where she helps us develop our confidence. People like Tiffany Falvey help share us with us about developing our belief contract, more about beliefs, right? She was about episode 15, 16-ish earlier on in the podcast, but we need these people who have been trained in these coaching practices and these coaching exercises to share that with us, right? This is why people hire life coaches, because it really all is within us. The paradigm for our life exists within our consciousness. And once we get in there and tweak it and change it and change the self-talk and change our belief structures and just focus on being a different person, showing up a different way in the world, we have those different experiences. Incidentally, this notion of focus is my major theme right now as I'm looking to the future, as I'm building the things that I'm building in my online business here. And it really is, you know, it's kind of my word of the year. I forget what word I actually did set for the year. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me now. Early on, you know, on December 31st of 20. 
17, I set this um, word, and I was it might have been focus. I don't have it in front of me, but focus is my word right now. I have it on my vision board. I have it on my the top of a lot of things that I have in front of me because another thing that Abraham Hicks shares with us is they tell us that you can focus anything into being. You can focus anything into being. But if you don't have the focus, your energy gets dispersed and it gets scattered and you don't have that deep focus that can bring it into being. I get so much benefit out of listening to Abraham Hicks, as you can probably imagine. I've mentioned them on the podcast before, but for this episode, you know, words don't teach, life experiences teach. And so one of the things that I just want to clarify is that, yes, we need those life experiences, but we also need to come together and share these best practices. This is why I developed the podcast. This is my why that I do everything that I do in my business. It's why I wrote the children's books and write the books that I wrote wrote, is because those books didn't exist on the market. And also, for instance, let's take Just Be It, The Secret to Having What You Want in Life. Every, well, (laughs) yes, let's say every, every guru or metaphysician, spiritual teacher that I read about always point to being. And I equate being and feeling in the same way, right? Being is an essence or a quality, a nature about ourselves, and feelings are thoughts in motion in the body, right? I equate them as being the same. They both have like a vibratory nature or explanation to them, right? Everything in the universe is energy. We're all vibrating at different energy, at different frequencies. And so when we tune in to the person we want to be, which is our best self, which is our inner being, that inner being that's calling us to be, or our higher self, we'll have different experiences. But if we stay consciously focused on how we were in the past or how maybe we think we need to show up in the world, we use too much intellect, we'll get stuck, right? So everything's energy and this notion of being and feeling, I really equate to the same thing. But my big why is that this is valuable information. And if I could go back in time, I would have given myself this information as a younger person, but that just wasn't the case as it is. But that doesn't mean I can't write a book for children and say, hey, kids, if you learn this at a young age, you're going to go that much farther in life. Because, and I've talked about this before, there's a limit to how far our intellect will take us. And sometimes that limit is reached very early in life, and sometimes it's reached very late in life. But until we reach that limit and have the conscious realization that we can go no further in this world, whether it's in our job, in our relationship, in our health and wellness, until we tap into our spiritual nature and tap into this unseen side of ourselves that will then take us all the way. It'll take us all the way wherever we want to go. But we're so programmed to rely on our intellect and our I guess, race knowledge or, or, or man-made knowledge that we put all of our stuff in that boat and we sail around in that boat until one day we realize, hey, there's, well, a third at least of us missing from here, you know, talking about mind, body, and soul. And that's a problem. That's a real problem. Until we tap into our spiritual side, our businesses won't thrive in the way they could. Our relationships won't thrive in the way they could. We won't be as healthy as we could be. Time and again, we hear business people or people in the medical field, they reach the end. They hit that threshold of intellectual knowledge, that ceiling, and they're done. They can go no further because, let's be honest, intellectual knowledge, race knowledge 
it is finite. The reason it's finite is because it's limited by our understanding of the of the universe, of the world, right? And we don't have it all figured out yet from an intellectual standpoint, but our soul knowledge does, our spiritual knowledge does, and we have to tap into that in order to have those better relationships to make a bigger impact in the world and then thus realize more prosperity. So there's limits there. But until we tap into it, it's very difficult, if not impossible, to realize everything we want to in this world without tapping into the spiritual side. All sorts of business gurus have talked about it because they study this stuff, right? They see it all the time, the limitations that people reach only operating by intellectual knowledge. But back to the tools, practices, and techniques, just like we develop a muscle using a specific exercise that a sports science person has told us or someone who is really you know, into the human body and physiology, they design those exercises for us. Well, there are people that design tools for our consciousness or exercises for our consciousness, aren't there? Helping us change our beliefs, helping us change our the way we see ourselves, our self-image, those kind of type of tools and exercises are what we need and what we talk about on the podcast. In fact, just the other day, I was talking with a friend of mine about this exact thing, right? Having the tools in our daily practice to do this internal work, right? Like changing our belief structures, like changing the way we see ourselves. And we do have to go into the mind. We have to go into the gymnasium of the mind and do that work. A while back, I had this realization that I wasn't doing that enough. And it re kind of invigorated me to go back and do that internal work, just like if we're not going to the gym enough, right? But this gal said to me, um, hey, you know, well, what tools are you using or what tools do you find to be effective? And we talked a little bit about the tools I like, which one of them is just naming the belief that you know will support the experiences that you want. And regardless of whether you currently believe it's true or not, you'll reach a point, as I've kind of reached this point, that whatever you believe is going to be just fine. You can believe that whatever you want to believe, as long as it supports the experiences you want to have, write it down, look at it every day, think about it very often, and ultimately that will change your belief structure. I know that's one of my favorite tools. Of course, my other favorite tool is changing our self-concept, right? writing down either one-sentence bullet points or stories about your new self-concept, the self-concept that is supporting the experiences you want to have. Be totally fictitious about this, right? We all write the story of our lives, and then the, and then we live out that story, don't we? It may take time for that story to become pushed into our consciousness and for us to become comfortable with that story, because if it's very different from the story we have been living, then it's going to be very uncomfortable because those two energies, those two vibrations, right, are very different from one another. And we need to bring them closer together. And so when by doing that, we'll become a match to our story that we write for ourselves and, and make it super grand, right? Don't hold back because one of the other things that successful people tell us, Grant Cardone talked extensively about this, and so does Dan Pena, another success coach. He was big in the, uh, I want to say maybe 70s, 80s-ish, and he still has a number of successful, you know, he still coaches a number of successful clients. But they both said that the only thing they would have done differently had they been able to go back and do their lives over is they would have dreamed bigger, they would have thought bigger. 
And we need to learn from that, don't we? Because if our thinking is our limit, then we want to put, we want to just blow that limit out of the water totally, completely, be extremely outlandish in the type of relationships we want to have, the experiences we want to have, the money we want to earn in the world, every aspect of our lives, we need to be totally outlandish. This goes back to that principle of if you shoot for the moon, excuse me, if you shoot for the stars, you at least are going to hit the moon, right? So go huge. All of those successful people say you got to go so big that even if you miss your mark, you are still in awesome territory, right? And I think it's really, really critical. And so those types of people tell us that, hey, that's solid gold, right? It's it's just incredibly awesome. Because remember, back to what we talked about, whatever we focus on expands, expands, and whatever we think about, we will bring about. So that's a little bit of the of both sides of this equation of having great experiences, taking the action, big time, 10 times massive action, but also doing 10 times the internal work using those tools that we talk about on the podcast or listening to other podcasts that talk about the internal consciousness structure that we all have that determines our reality. Before we go, I just want to mention one last thing having to do with this, and I will post this picture up and some supporting content up on my Instagram page at gmarkphillips. But let me just give you this analogy, and this is something I came up with yesterday as I was preparing for the show here. Let's look at let's look at what we're doing here as building a bridge, right? We're we're working from the internal landscape of our minds, and we're also working in the external landscape of the world, right? That's the actions we're taking, whether it's in our our careers or our jobs or our relationships. And we're building this bridge. Of course, in the internal environment we're building the bridge in, we're using thoughts, feelings, emotions, beliefs, um, self-image, right? Those are That's the internal tools and structures we're, we're, we're building to build this bridge. In the external world, we're using our actions, right? Because when we take action, we get a result, we get a, a feedback, and we can either continue to take that action if it's successful, or we can change a little bit. So, one of the ways that I like to look at this is if we're building this bridge, say, working with our feelings, feeling it into existence, feeling it real, and also taking the action or being and doing, that's the two sides of the success equation, two components, be, do, have. If we work on what we're being and if we work on what we're doing, developing those external skills and the mindset well, not necessarily the mindset, but the external skills and the actually ability to do the outer work in the world. We're working in inner work being, we're working in outer work being. And if you can imagine this arch or this bridge that is coming together, working both ends toward each other and where they meet and when they meet, we'll have the success that we want, right? Because we're bridging that gap between our inner experiences and our outer experiences. And when that bridge meets up, just like building a bridge in the real world. They start on different sides of the canyon. They build and build and build until there's a meeting point and the bridge is complete. And if we look at that in as a consciousness structure and as a real world structure, when that bridge is complete, we will have what we want. It becomes the be, do, have. So I think that's a way that I like to conceptualize what's going on as we're 
building the experiences that we want, not only in our consciousness, but also in the real world. I mean, let's face it, there are structures and components that have to be in place in the physical world in order to have the experiences that you want. But there are also structures and concepts that need to be in place and building blocks that need to be in place in our consciousness, in our psyche, that have to be there in order to have what we want. If we don't have both, the thing won't allow traffic to travel across that bridge, will it? So that's one way that I like to think of it. And maybe that's helpful um, as you move toward your goals and dreams and put it into your kind of uh, bag of tricks, so to speak. All right, well, that's it. Again, wrapping up. Yes, we all want optimal experiences and words don't teach. Talking about experiences don't teach, but they help, right? Sharing best practices for living, sharing some of these internal tools, they help us get there, don't they? And so don't stop listening to the podcast. (laughs) That's what I want to say. Don't stop listening to the podcast because we've got more life coaches coming up. We've got more extraordinary people coming up, sharing the tools they use, sharing their insight. And that's how we all get better, right? We all share our best practices. The reality is all of us have something that we can learn from each other, don't we? We all have something we can learn. We're all here to teach something, and we're all here to learn something, aren't we? And so we only can do that when we come together and share these practices. Otherwise, each of our individual knowledge and wisdom stays locked up inside of us, and we don't all get the benefit of sharing each of that with us, right? If you don't share your knowledge and wisdom and the way you see the world and the insights that you have with someone else, then they lose out and you lose out, right? The other day I saw a really great quote online and it said, when one teaches, two learn. And just so you know, that is probably 75% of the reason that I started this podcast maybe 50%. The other part of it is that I'm truly dedicated to sharing this information with people, especially young children, because we need this in life. We need to know the spiritual side. We need to know the consciousness side, uh, metaphysician, uh, metaphysical ideas about how to enhance the human experience, things that we're not generally taught in the mainstream. It's becoming better, but it's still a long ways to go. But the other component of that is that I get to learn this as well. You know, teach what you want to learn. That was one of the founding tenets of what I'm starting this business and working in this personal transformation realm because I've got a long ways to go myself, right? I've come a long ways as I look back in my my transformational history and my life up to now. But like I said, there is always more we can do. And I really get a lot of benefit out of teaching this information and sharing it. I really use sharing more than teaching because I think that's more ap- appropriate. Sharing this information, right? I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the the wisdom inside of me, but I'm learning every day just like you're learning every day. And when I teach it, I get the benefit of learning more about it. And so it's a win-win for me. And hopefully it's a win-win for you as well. You get exposed to different types of thinking and ideas and concepts. And then, of course, when I bring these epic guests on the show, then you get to hear what they have to say, and hopefully you get value out of it as well. So that's really when I think life gets really sweet, when it becomes a win-win. All right, let's wrap it up at that point. Again, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, you can do that at youtube.com slash gmarkphillips. Also follow me on Instagram or social media at gmarkphillips. And until next time, All the best, health, wealth, and success. Bye-bye.